Okay, so today's Bible reading comes from Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I call to you for help when you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his, praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, or rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mouth and stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I'll give you thanks forever. So today we're looking at Psalm 30, which we've just read out. I love this psalm. It's a psalm of thankfulness, uh, which means uh, it's a psalm that we can use either when we're already feeling thankful uh, and want some words to help us express how we feel, or when we're not feeling thankful and we need some help to kind of get our hearts in line with, um, with the truth, to get our feelings in line. So uh, it's a psalm for when we're feeling thankful or apathetic. Um, I think we, know, we, we all know that feeling when work feels bland, when life's feeling bland, Maybe your spiritual life is feeling bland and you're not really feeling thankful. You don't really feel like praying. You can't be bothered. You don't have the motivation. You don't have the energy to start praying. You kind of know you should. Maybe you feel a bit guilty, but you have no fuel for thankfulness. Um, Feeling apathetic. And I I think we all know this feeling. So what can we do? We can turn to a psalm like this. This is a feature of the Psalms. They're God's gift to us for us to use in order to affect our emotions, um, to affect our emotions as we say them uh, back to him. So they're a gift of his words, full of helpful God-honouring truth to help us as we talk to him. And they're also poetry. Uh, many of the Psalms, like this, one's, this one, is a song. So they're full of vivid imagery, to engage our emotions. Uh, So this psalm is to help us express our emotions or to get our emotions in line with the truth. So we can use it both ways. So the question we ask, we can ask approaching pretty much any psalm, is what's the big feeling in this psalm and when when would I need a big dose of this feeling? Uh, Because we can all know truths, we can know sort of theological truths, from what we, we've read in the Bible, we can know things. But I think the challenge is how do we feel things? How do we feel that's true? Uh, and Psalms can help us do that. Uh, so that's something I, I really want to highlight. As we approach this Psalm, our goal is not just to understand it, but to know how to use it, how to use it to affect our feelings. So that's what we're going to do at the end of this talk is we're going to practice using this Psalm. So whether you're feeling thankful or feeling apathetic, Psalm 30 is a psalm to keep in your pocket 
to pull out when you need a dose of thankfulness. So before we jump in, uh, let's pray again before we, before we look at it more closely. Please pray with me. God, our Saviour, we have so much to thank you for, but often we don't feel it. Thank you that you have given us words to use to help us draw near to you. May you help us all to understand it and be able to use it. Uh, help me now to articulate uh, your truths clearly. Help us all to pay attention to what you have to say to us. And may we respond with your words on our lips from our lives. Amen. Uh, so if you haven't already got your Bibles out, uh, whether online or here, pull it out, turn to Psalm 30. Um, let's read it again. It's not that long. Let's read it. Psalm 30. A psalm, a song for the dedication of the temple of David. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I shall never be shaken. Lord, when you favoured me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I'm silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Oh, my pages are out of order. So there's four movements in this psalm. Uh, not that we want to dissect poetry and remove all its flavour, but there's some, some helpful things to notice as we see how this psalm moves. In the first movement, so verses 1 to 3, the author starts with exuberant praise to God by remembering what God's done for him. I will exalt you, Lord. You lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. My Lord, I called to you for help. You healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. He starts by praising God, by thinking back to when he needed God and God saved him. So there's some great uh, images here, aren't there? Lots of up and down imagery, up from the depths, enemies gloating, being brought up from the realm of the dead, up from the pit. But what did God save him from? Was he sick and dying uh, and then was healed? Who were these enemies? Was, perhaps it was an actual pit, so slaves used to be kept in pits um, before being sold in those days. Or, or is it all metaphor? Despite the great imagery, there aren't really a, a whole lot of details here, is there? But, but that's the point of Psalms. It's a common feature of Psalms. There aren't many details because Psalms don't necessarily tell 
stories that we need to decipher, they intentionally lack details so that they're universal and timeless. So that, as I mentioned earlier, we can use the Psalms ourselves as we speak to God, uh, like the Israelites could. We can use this Psalm about our own circumstances today. Uh, so that's, that's not to say we can make a Psalm say whatever we want it to say. Uh, what we do is we, we look for the meaning there, we think about how it applies to us, and then we turn it in praise and in prayer back to God. So in these first three verses, the author fuels his thankfulness by thinking back to ways God has saved him from really dark days in the past. So for us, as we turn to this psalm, as we look for a dose of thankfulness, that's what we can do. We can think back to dark days when we thought there was no light at the end of the tunnel, when we felt in the the pit. Thinking back to dark days, that's not sort of something I I naturally do when dark days are past. I generally want to move on, uh, try not to think about it. Um, But as I've been praying this psalm this week, at times feeling a bit apathetic, to be honest, I've been praying. It's actually been really helpful to think about those dark days. I do remember calling out to God for help. I felt really helpless. And I remember, oh, yeah, God, God did hear me. Look at where I am now. Look what he's taught me. So what was surprising is remembering my dark days, remembering God's salvation in the past, like intentionally kind of going back there, it helped me be more thankful. It helped me see how God has worked, how he's grown me. And so in contrast to kind of like a negativity spiral where negative thoughts lead to more negative thoughts, I found, oh, being thankful put me in a frame of mind to, oh, actually there's something else I can be thankful for here. Oh, there's another thing I can be thankful for. They became easier to recall. So I started off feeling really apathetic, but oh, actually I was starting to, to get more thankful by starting here, by starting, by thinking back to when, to dark days and how God has saved me. So how has God saved you? There's, there's at least two ways we can go here. Uh, First, I'm sure, you know, many of us have experienced really hard times where we've cried out to God, where we've felt helpless. Think about them now, maybe last week, last month, maybe a few years ago. How has God answered? Use that as fuel to begin turning your heart back to him in thankfulness. So we can do that. Or, of course, we can turn to Jesus. We can think about, ah, if you're trusting in Jesus, like he truly has lifted you us up from the realm of the dead. We really were dead in our sins, uh, facing God's judgment until we put our trust in Jesus, who took them to the cross, who saved us and spared us from going down to the pit. So how has God saved you? Use these verses as fuel for thankfulness. Perhaps it's helpful to hear an example of of how to pray pray these verses. Um, We can certainly kind of read these verses as they are and pray them. Uh, I personally like to use them as a launch pad for my own uh, words. I kind of pray the, pray the words and then, like, read the words and then pray, pray them from my own heart. Um, so it's a bit weird to share my prayer as an example, but here's a shortened version of how I've prayed some uh, the verses one to three recently about a few uh, about a really hard time a few years ago 
my God, I will praise you. I will praise you for what you've done. You truly have lifted me out of the depths. The first half of 2018 was so dark. My chronic pain was bad. Relationships were incredibly strained. Lord, I wanted to run away from it all. I felt alone and I felt like I had little hope. But Lord, my God, I called out to you. You were my only hope. And look where you've brought me now. You heard me. You answered me. You have saved my, me. If I look back, actually, I say you really did provide and you have taught me so much. And, of course, my saviour, Jesus, he has saved me from a fate far worse, from certain death and judgment. But by your grace, by his death and resurrection, actually, I am lifted to eternal life. Thank you. Help me never to forget what you have done. Amen. Something like that. Uh, I'd probably take a bit more time, but that's, that's how I've been praying these first few verses. So for you, in what ways has God saved you? How can you use that as a starting point for thankfulness? The next movement is verses four to five. Verse 4, sing the praises of the Lord. You, his holy people, praise his holy name. So now the psalm addresses kind of the other people. As you say it, it's addressing other people around you. It's saying, come on, praise God with me. Surely you know what it's like for God to save you from the depths too. Come on, praise him with me. And then the psalm, uh, the author of the psalm said, he, he calls pray us to praise God because we know he will come through, that God will come through. Verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So there's more great imagery here. On one hand, God's anger, his discipline, what he allows to happen, that will only last a moment. Weeping, it will only stay overnight. It's only temporary. But on the other hand, God's favour, his blessing, that will last a lifetime. Joy arrives in the morning. It comes to stay. God will come through. So we've just remembered what God has done for us, specifically verses 1 to 3. Now here's the lesson of what we're supposed to take from it. It's saying, hey, we've just remembered God coming through. Don't forget it. God will come through. We all know it. So whether you're feeling thankful or struggling to feel thankful, maybe you're in the thick of a crisis right now, together we can hold on to this truth. God will come through. The dark days might come, but the morning isn't far behind. We trust, we pray, we hope that God will, will act in our circumstances now, but we, we, we also know, we know deep down that a day is coming when everything will be made new, when God and his people will dwell together, when Jesus returns, joy truly will last forever. So we praise God because we know he will come through. The next movement, verses 6 to 10, tells us that we need to consciously remember to praise God or we'll forget, we'll forget about him when things are easy. Verses 6 and then the first half of 7, when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favoured me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. When things are hard, it's, really, it's easy to cry out to God. But when things are going really easy, 
we're experiencing God's favour, we, we quickly forget him. We push him to the sidelines. If we're not careful, it's easy to become self-sufficient, even overly proud. Uh, I imagine this is a scenario we're all pretty familiar with. When we feel secure, we too say to ourselves, oh, I'll, I'll never be shaken. Where there once was sort of regular, earnest prayer, now gives way, way um, like we don't really have the desire to pray anymore. Things are going well. We've forgotten God, yet it's actually God who's blessed us. It's God who's given us the good things. And now we've just, we've forgotten that we utterly rely on him. So verse from second half of verse seven, but when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I'm silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. But if God withdraws his favour, well, then it, it all falls apart, doesn't it? So he's proud, things are going well, um, but now the author cries out. He fears he's going to go down to the pit again. In contrast to before, now and things are hard, he turns back to God. Now he remembers what his purpose is, to enjoy God, to worship God for his faithfulness. This is what he was forgetting to do before when things were easy. So in the context of this psalm, which is all about thankfulness to God, we find here a, a warning. It says, we so easily forget about God when things are easy. Remember, make a conscious effort to be thankful to God for what he's done, even when times are easy. So when we pray this psalm, maybe, maybe we can confess to God. We can pray, God, I so easily forget you. I will praise you in the bad times and I won't forget to do to praise you in the good times either. Lord, help me to do this. And then the final movement in the psalm verse from verse 11, you turned my wailing into dancing, you removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. The psalm ends with this kind of effervescent gushing praise to God and a promise to praise God forever. It's just kind of like oozing with joy and thankfulness, isn't it? God is the one who turned his wailing to dancing. God is the one who changed these clothes of distress and mourning into clothes of joy. There's no longer any self-sufficiency or pride here. God has acted. The author recognises that his good fortune is not, it's not because of himself, it's because of what God has done. And then verse 12, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. So where he once was in the depths, where he'd be silent and wouldn't be able to sing God's praises anymore, now he won't shut up. He ends with a commitment to praise God forever. And that would be a great way for us to end our prayer too. God, it's you who have brought me from sorry to joy. I will praise you forever. So we've moved our way through the four movements of this psalm. There's a lot in there, uh, but at least, you know, four things we've picked up. Firstly, we praise God by remembering what he's done. That gets us in the mood for thankfulness. Two, we praise God because we know, we remember that he'll come through. Thirdly, we remember to praise God. Otherwise, we'll, we'll forget when things are easy. 
And fourthly, we commit to praising God forever. So remember, this psalm is for us to use in our own prayers and praise to God, whether we're feeling thankful or feeling apathetic and need kind of help turning to God, where to use it. So let's do it. Let's, let's do it now. I haven't, I haven't tried this at the end of a sermon before, but kind of we know each other now. Uh, I think it'll be really good for us. So whether you're here in church or if you're online at home, um, I'm going to give you five minutes to pray this psalm yourself. Um, it's enough time, five minutes is enough time to sort of take your time. Um, maybe you could read it through twice or maybe you want to use it as a launch pad. Um, yeah, and we'll play a little bit of music in the background. I, I find it helpful when I pray to like actually use my lips to say prayer under my breath. So I'll play a little bit of music so it's not echoey in here. Um, so, yeah, why not put this into practice? Let's pray this psalm, Psalm 30, to God uh, now, and then afterwards I'll come back and we'll finish. So let's pray. How you feel? Are you feeling more thankful? Um, I guess whatever you take from the song is word. <laughs> I found the words this, this afternoon. But um, maybe why not try pulling out, out Psalm 30 sometime this week? Pull out Psalm 30. Try praying through it again with as much time as you, you have. Um, maybe particularly if you're feeling apathetic and you're like, oh, I, I don't feel like praying, but I'm, I, I should pray. Why not try pulling out Psalm 30 and give it a crack? Use God's words that he's given us as a gift to turn back to him. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll finish. God, our Lord and Saviour, we have so much to be thankful for, but we often find it so difficult. Overcome our apathy with your goodness. Turn our hearts in praise to you. Would you be glorified on our lips and in our lives? Um, I might get you back up. Joel, for Q&A. First question, Joel. What does it mean for God to hide his face? Mm. I think maybe the, the most direct might, feeling might be that it feels like God's hiding his face. Um, it, probably, it probably could be one of two things. It could be that um, particularly like Old Testament, it's probably changed a bit in the New Testament. It could be that you know, disobedience leads to sort of judgment and maybe gracious judgment uh, to help people turn back. So that's what we saw in the, in the psalm. He became proud and God graciously allowed uh, some hardships to come that turned the psalmist back to him. So it might be kind of gracious judgment, uh, removal of sort of God's favour and maybe removal of God's presence so that you turn back to him. Um, or it could also be that, you know, sometimes things have, have become really hard and you feel like God's not there, even though he is. Like you, it feels like he's hidden his face. And you're like, God, where are you? Things are really hard. Mm. Um, it, I think it probably could be either. And I think we, both, we know that both is true. Like God can use hardships to, to bring good. Uh, and sometimes our perception of where God is is wrong. And maybe that's one of the beautiful things about the Psalms is that if, if they're both true, well, maybe we can, we can turn that in prayer back to God either way. Mm.
Great. Hope that answers your question. We had a comment there. Thank you, Joel, for your encouragement, encouraging sermon and the timely reminder that we can praise our God in any circumstances. Ripper. Wonderful. All right. Uh, next question. Why does the psalm get why does the psalm get sad again after it's kind of happy at the start? Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have to turn around. There's yeah, a, there's yeah, a screen it's there. Up there. It's up there. Actually, I need my glasses to read it anyway. <laughs> I'll just turn around. Uh, why does it get sad again? I presume that we're talking about um, this kind of the third movement where he's kind of become proud and then it gets sad, uh, like, oh, God's hidden his face. Mm. Um, perhaps I've just explained a little bit, um, but, yeah, going over it again, it um, it could be one of two things. It could be just sort of like another another movement where the, the psalmist is, is saying, oh, this is something we need to be aware of, not to get, um, not to forget God when things are easy. Um, it could also be that he's kind of going back to, he's been thinking about this time when things were really hard and God has saved him. And he's like, oh, actually, what happened then was that I was proud. So it could be kind of going back over the same events. Uh, but at the same time, like, that's life too, isn't it? Like, um, things go well, things go bad. We cry out to God, we forget God. Oh, like, it's, that's, that's life as well. And maybe that's what's reflected in this psalm too. It's hard to pin, pin down it's poetry, isn't it? They're tough questions. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's what's nice about poetry. Mm. It, it irks me a bit because it's not black and white. Yeah. But there's something kind of nice that I can't explain it or grasp it. It's, it's part of the beauty of it. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I think that's all. Is there anyone after that, Jez? Nope. That's it. Oh, there's one more. Yeah. What is God's favour? So maybe favor? like an antithesis to the previous question, what does it mean for God to turn his way his face? What is God's favour? Uh, this is like, I think it could be pretty broad, can't it? It's like all we know all good things come from God, all of creation, like my morning coffee, um, touching the bark on a tree, um, you know, Malachi's smile, like, the, like little things, like everything that's good is from God. Um, but also, like, there, there's maybe a, a, a deeper thing to that, which is, well, not maybe, there is a deeper thing, which is like, well, we're, if you're trusting in Jesus, we're in God's family. Like, he has got us. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit. Like, we know that God will work all things for the good of those who love him. So we do have God's favour. Mm. Um, but but in this psalm, it's, it's unpicking, it's, it's encouraging you to think, what is God's favour to you? And then as you pray this psalm, mm. that's what you should talk back to him. So there's lots of things you can think of. Yeah. It's different for every person, I guess. Yeah. In some aspects. Yeah. Great. All right. I think that's the last one. So thanks for that. Joel, if you've got any more, hit them onto Padlet during the week and then John can forward it on to Joel and I'm sure he'll be able to yeah. happy to give Love us that. an answer.